0: hello and welcome to variety bang the podcast where we bang out content in 15 minutes or less, so you can listen at your convenience. This is episode number 11, Atari 2600-7800 Retro Roundup, and I am your host, Travis B. Well, I just wanted to say hi to everybody out there. I had a pretty good week uh, last weekend, uh, my favorite time of the day. going to go ahead and uh, do a little podcasting with uh, all my friends out there. So let's r- jump right into it. This podcast is number 11, and it's going to be about just that. Atari 2600 slash 7800 systems and games. Uh, a little history, not so much history, I should say, but like a little bit of information when they came out, how much they cost at the time. And I will be reading off a bunch of games that I played. And by no means is this list complete, because there are so many games, especially for the Atari 2600 that I played over the years, that I really couldn't to list them all. Would take way too long of a podcast, and uh, you don't want to really listen to me drone on and on and on about um, games, especially for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Because while it still has a has a has a, there's seriously deep spot in my heart and soul. The Atari Twenty Six Hundred, uh, honestly, it's eh, you know it was what it was for the time. I honestly really started liking like the Nintendo, is when I think video games really came into their own. Start with the Nintendo on up. And so that being said, let's go ahead. Part 1's going to be the Atari 2600. The uh, Atari 2600 was released in 1990, I'm sorry, 1977, not 97, 1977 for a price of $199. Now, I don't know about y'all, but for me today, $199 is a lot of money. So, back in 1977, that had to be a lot of money. Uh, I got um, what at the time was called the Heavy Sixer. At least that's what it's called now. It basically has six switches. And a nice wood grain paneling, and uh, it's one of the more popular uh, retro consoles out there. It's a heavy sixer, and the system came with two joysticks and two paddle controllers. Now, basically, joystick for you, the younger audience, you can you can research this stuff. It's just that one hand you hold the joystick, the other hand holds one has one firing button, and that's it. And the paddles you know, would turn left and right like a little steering wheel, and you know, you had a button on the side, so that was. The the uh, that was very it was very primitive gaming back then because it just started coming out and with the technology and stuff such but it was still a lot of fun and now I'm gonna go ahead and go over some of the games that I had for it some of the games on the list I'll actually maybe you know give a little backstory or talk about and other ones I'll just kind of breeze through so first one of course of course first one on my list is Adventure for the Atari 2600 now I've talked about this game before and I'll talk about it again in my opinion this is the very first console RPG ever made uh, it was really in my opinion, very advanced for its time. I mean, of course, the graphics were pretty basic, and which you could ever you could squeeze, you know, into an Atari 2600 graphic-wise or out of, I should say. But uh, it was a lot of fun, and you had different, you know, game selections. You know, you could select the basic game, which is the same every time, or you can have it, you know, select it where it selected it where it mixed it up. And so, I had a lot of fun with this game, and it's one I highly recommend if you really want to get into Atari 2600. Look into Adventure; it was a great game. You you can't go wrong. You'll have a great time with it. And combat, of course, combat. I got my butt handed to me a lot uh, by my uncle, uh, Uncle Rich. He, uh, and yeah, he used to gloat about it too. I don't want to get into that. I was a kid. I was like, even, you know, I was born in '75, so I had this console. I was six or seven, and he was whooping my butt. Sea um, battle was pretty good. Night Driver was okay. That used those paddle controls I was telling you about. And basically, you moved the car, and uh, it looked like it was like dotted lines at night, and you just had to keep your car in the lines. Very basic, very simple, but it was a lot of fun. Pitfall, uh pretty much everybody I'm sure has heard of Pitfall. Even if you're not into the retro scene, Pitfall still, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, a staple. So for the most part you all probably heard of it. If not, you know, you should look at it, look into it. It's really good. Chopper Command wasn't bad. That was one of mom's favorites. She liked playing Chopper Command with me. Yara's Revenge. <laughs> this was you you're basically an insect, I believe by the by the cartridge cover art you were an insect eating away at a shield to an enemy base so you can get to the enemy base. It's very good. I mean, even to this day, I'm like, that's a good game. You know, there's some of these games to this day... That really hold their own, including the next one, which is, of course, I mentioned this before, Keystone Capers. Now that that's a great game. You're a mall cop and you're you're chasing a guy up and down escalators, elevators. You got to avoid, you know, bouncing balls and jukeboxes and stuff. It was really a good game, and it's still fun to this day. it's kind of game, it's one of those games that just never really gets old. If you just want to sit down one night, turn your brain off, have a little fun, play something like Yard's Revenge or or Pitfall or you know Keystone Capers because they're easy to play, but they're fun to play too barnstorming that wasn't bad we had stampede that was pretty cool space invaders pretty much everybody knows what space invaders is pac-man for the atari 2600 sucked but i did play it that's the only you know the only version they had so i hadn't have a choice now for a real controversial one et the extraterrestrial i'm probably gonna get a lot of slack for this i liked the game i thought it was a pretty good game all in all everything said all said and done I thought E.T. was a pretty good game. I didn't mind it. I didn't go in with high expectations, though. I just plugged it in and said, let's see what this is like. And I played it, and I'm like, you know, this ain't that bad. I didn't get it new. I got it years later. I got it for probably a dollar or $0.50 cents or something at a yard sale. So for me, it wasn't that bad. Jungle Hunt, that was a good game, especially for the Atari 2600. You know, again, same thing every time, kind of repetitive. It's not like it changes. You know, you beat the game in 10 minutes. And it's like, oh... Well, the next next you know game will be different. Now it's the same, but you know what? It's fun. It was a fun game. I would I would I'd play that one a couple times in a row just to have something to do. Joust, you're flying around. You're a knight on a flying ostrich. Enough said. Fantastic game. Crystal castles. Let me tell you a little story about crystal castles. Now, um, never knew the game existed. It was Christmas one year. I was probably seven or eight, and I remember my parents bought me, um, you know, Christmas gifts and, and tried to hide them in their room. I found them. I always find them. And uh, they were out of town, they weren't out of town, I'm sorry, they were up they were gone away. Uh, I was home by myself, and yes, these are the days where you can stay at eight nine ten you can stay home by yourself. no big deal, but I remember sitting here and uh, I found where they had where they hid the gifts and there was two boxes that were atari twenty six hundred cartridge box size, and one of them was crystal castles. I think I want to say the other one was um journey escape that's another game I didn't have on this list, but that was I, I kind of like journey escape. I thought it was a decent game, but um so Crystal Castles for the Atari 2600. I love that game. I remember gently gently. Of course I thought it was slick little did I know I I know now I'm like there's no way they they knew I broke into this gift but still I remember ever so slightly opening up the the wrapping paper and uh and, and plugging it in and trying it and really getting into it and being afraid that my parents were going to come home and catch me and I was paranoid, but at the same time, I was really into it. And I would put the game back, and then the next time they went out of town or weren't going to be around for a couple hours, I busted out and I did this till Christmas. Then by the time Christmas came, I was like, you know what? Played it. So I was kind of stuck. That kind of when I was a kid, I ruined my own fun by doing that. But now, as an adult, I can wait. It's hard, but I can wait to get my gifts on Christmas Day. And the last one I got from my uh, my list here is is Berserk, and um, you know if you haven't played it, that's a great game too. Running around shooting robots, it's awesome. Uh, another one I just remembered, here, this is how this podcast works. Sometimes stuff just, stuff just comes off the top of my head, was a game called Warlords that was using that round paddle I was telling you about. You basically could play four players, and or two players, or one player, and you would sit there and you would destroy the other person's fortresses. Basically, you're a warlord and you're behind a castle and you have to keep hitting there their fortress so you could get to the warlord so uh, honestly that was a that was a great game and another game once again off the top of my head uh, is asteroids that was uh that wasn't bad in the atari 2600 that wasn't too bad but um you know atari 2600 definitely had its purpose and served it and filled that niche you know it was, the, it was the originator really i know you're gonna say the magnavox odyssey and and television i know there's a lot of other ones out there too my opinion the atari 2600 is the one that filled that niche at the time that, that, that filled that spot uh, of being the the, the uh, you know the very first really mass consumed video game system because every friend that I had had an Atari Twenty Six Hundred nobody had anything else I I go to my friend Greg's house and we would swap games he'd give me Frogger and um, Star Wars the Empire Strikes Back great game and uh, we'd swap back and forth and you know so it didn't matter I mean everybody had an Atari Twenty Six Hundred nobody had these other consoles so but you know looking back now I can see that you know while the Atari 2600 you know was good for the time I just I have a hard time playing some of the games out of all those games I mentioned to you there might only be two or three that I might actually want to try to play again and even then it's for a limited amount of time before I'm like all right let me uh let me go to Nintendo or Super Nintendo or Genesis and try some of those games you know some of those retro games so but I digress let's move on to part 2 this is the Atari 7800 now the Atari 7800 was not as popular as the 2600 okay The um, Atari 7800 came out in 1986. By then, of course, in America, we had Nintendo. The price was $140, and it was backwards compatible with the Atari 2600, meaning I could play 2600 games on my 7800. So that's really the main reason I think my parents let me buy it or they got it for me or however I obtained it was because, oh, you already have a category of 2600 games. You can just play them on the 7800, and that's true. The problem is that the sound was still terrible because – the Atari 7800 used the Atari 2600 chipset, so most of the games that didn't have its own chipset, most of the games sound like Atari 2600 games, and they so they were bad. They 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 were bad. I'll just leave it at that. Now here's some of the games that I played on the Atari 7800, and I will say that I had a I liked the Atari 7800. I still do. I still have hold it dear to my heart. I actually liked it more than the 2600, even though they didn't release as much games for it. But I think it was definitely a step in the right direction for Atari. Uh, I just think they were going against you know stiff competition from Nintendo. I mean, and and while the graphics were an update and some of the stuff looked really good, it was still not quite where it needed to be when compared to you know like NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, and like I said, they didn't release I think roughly fifty games. I had most of them, and I played most. I I enjoyed most of them. I still like I, said, I still love the Atari seventy hundred. So let's go through this real quick. Some of the games I owned uh, Dark Chambers, great game. Gauntlet, enough said, great game. Double Dragon, most people have heard of that. It was kind of clunky, but it's the only co- console I could get Double Dragon on, so it was worth it. Impossible Mission, that game uh, title holds true because the 7800 version of Impossible Mission was missing some code that you could actually be, you know, kept you from actually beating the game. So it rings true. How ironic. Um, you got Karatika or Karatika? I don't know. I say Karatika. Uh, some people say Karatika. It wasn't a bad game. It was, eh, it was kind of simple, but you know, then again, games these days were. But it was okay. It wasn't bad. Rampage. I played Rampage on every system, and I swear I still think it's best than seventy eight hundred. It's just something about the Atari seventy eight hundred version of Rampage that that just to me is is just perfect. I love it, and that's the best version you're going to find out there. I played F14 Tomcat which I don't really like simulators like that. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Tower Toppler. Hard game, fun game, great looking game, hard game. Ace of Aces was pretty good. Uh, again, just one of those games where I don't really remember much of it because it's been so long, but I do remember playing it. Commando which, you know, basically you're you're heading north on a screen and you're shooting and grenading stuff and that was a good time and now I want to talk about my favorite game on the Atari seventy eight hundred, and that was Xenophobe. Just think of aliens, or Alien, the movie Alien. Think of the movie Alien without the name Alien, and that's what it was. You were going on a ship to see if the ship was overrun with aliens, which they always are. You had to fight your way through all different size aliens. You had to set a self destruct sequence, and you had to get off of, off of off of the ship. Before it exploded. And then you went to the harder level, the harder level. It was fun. It was fun with two players. That's one of the few games. Uh, I'd have my buddy Teddy come over, and him and I would play that together. It's one of the few games in that system there that we could just play together. We could play it all night. It was just a lot of fun. And that is still a great game. Clunky today, of course. Every, all these games are clunky because, you know, this is the technology from, you know, the 70s and 80s, but it was just a fantastic game. So out of all those games, if you go and look at any game. I'll give you two, actually Xenophobe is number one, and Dark Chambers is number two. Dark Chambers is a uh, is basically a gauntlet clone, but it's a damn good one. So with that being said, thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. That was just a quick little roundup. Uh, go ahead. Don't forget to um, email your questions to me at varietybang at yahoo.com. Again, that's varietybang at yahoo.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Hope you have a great day, great night, great weekend. Stay tuned, and I'll talk to you next week. I'll post something else. Not sure what I'm going to do. But when I post it, well, we'll both know. So take care. Thanks a lot. Bye.